clockwork. You're listening to the one two three show this afternoon with me, Karen Co. The time is uh, twenty eight minutes before two o'clock, and it's time uh, for us to be joined by our f- by our first guest today. I'm really excited to be joined on the line by Sonali Figueres, who is the founder of health and sustainability platform Green Queen. Sonali, welcome to the program. Hi, Karen. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, there's so much to talk about all the time with you. So it's great that that we can do this regularly. So today we're talking about um, some of the waste problems that go with delivery, because as we know, people are having a lot of things delivered since uh, some shops are closed or they don't want to go out to the shops. And also people are getting a lot of food delivered in. So what is this doing to the amount of waste that we're seeing? Um, it's an absolute disaster, and we're seeing this um, not just here in Hong Kong, but across the world, really. Um, in, in many cases, restaurants are not allowed to be open. We know that with our third wave here in Hong Kong, restaurants have to close by six in terms of in-dining, in, in dine-in. So takeaway and delivery is the only way to go. And, you know, you can't blame restaurants for, for wanting to take advantage of that. I mean, they're struggling enough as it is, but it's just... Um, there are there are two main kind of catastrophes about this whole excess packaging uh, situation. One is obviously that for a while there, uh, spurred on by a real change in attitudes to going plastic-free from 2018, we had really been seeing a huge change in people's behaviors, going towards reusables, going towards uh, minimizing plastic, going towards avoiding single-use items. And obviously, when the pandemic hit, there was this kind of idea that, okay, well, we have to go back to single-use because it's more hygienic. I mean, I know chains like Starbucks and Civic Coffee were refusing um, bring-your-own Uh, bring your own cup. So that was really tragic because consumers had finally and and businesses had finally changed their behavior. Um, And then the good news is, is that recently experts have all come together and we we did a piece on this a couple weeks ago and said reusables are safe. So it's okay to go back. But understandably, um, there's a lot of, of, of lack of information and opacity around the coronavirus pandemic in terms of what, you know, where the virus lives and, and, and if it's safe to, you know, can the virus survive on a, on a, on a container um, or on food packaging. So I understand why a lot of people and a lot of businesses are erring um, on what they believe to be the side of caution and, and really going for this single use and, and more disposable packaging, which a lot of times is, of course, plastic. Right, exactly. And, you know, as you said, we did also see, um, you said you talked about consumers, but also on the business side, in the last few years, we've seen a lot of restaurants trying to be more sustainable. And whether it's from the way they source their food or, or not giving you a plastic straw or excess um, packaging. Um, so do you think delivery has become a weak link in, in that chain? I mean, if you can dine in, you probably have a better sort of sustainable experience than when you get food delivered. Well, of course, I, I mean, I'm a lover of, of, of restaurants and, and, and the food industry. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, there are many chefs I, I truly admire and have close relations with. So for me, dine-in is, is not something to be replaced. Um, I, I also want to say, the, for me, the number two option to dine-in would have to be cook your own food. But, but I understand that, that, that for most people, you know, the option, the replacement is really delivery. And, and of course, as I said, restaurants need to survive. I mean, it's interesting. I spoke to a restaurateur in Hong Kong um, last week and she was telling me that 
you know, it's not like delivery is solving all their problems. She told me that uh, delivery is accounting for maybe 20 to 30 percent of the sales figures that she was getting from Dine-In. So, you know, but however, it, it, it would be impossible not to recognize that. Deliveroo and Food Panda and their other competitors um, are providing a, an essential service right now. Mm. Um, I think what what the pandemic has highlighted is that we need to hurry up and fix the p- packaging issue with delivery companies. So I do I do want to highlight that, for example. Um, and we did a piece on this. Uh, WWF Hong Kong recently launched uh, the Plastic Action Initiative. They call it PACT. Um, and the idea was to make an industry-wide pledge to crack down on unsustainable packaging by 2025. This was signed by Delivery and Food Panda here in Hong Kong. So there are signs that things are starting to change. The other thing we saw, we covered that in Singapore, uh, Food Panda had connected with a startup called Bearpack to provide reusable containers for delivery. Mm. So I think we need all of these initiatives to go faster and to be implemented now. Right. And, and I think, and, and, you know, it's interesting, Just Salad in the U.S. Is, is a very popular salad chain, and they already had a reusable um, salad bowl container system, but they've had to move to disposable since the pandemic. And, you know, the situation in the U.S. is very, very worrying and difficult, and most restaurants have remained closed, and, and takeaway may, and, and delivery may be the only option. So they, you know, the one of the spokespeople for the company said they're horrified themselves. Mm-hmm. They, as the provider of the food at how much waste they're generating. So I think businesses are also waking up and, and delivery companies are also waking up. And I think they, everybody wants to do the right thing. I do believe that, mm. or I do believe that there's a, a maximum of buy-in. Maybe not everybody, but a lot of people are seeing the waste. They know it's a problem. And so I think, I hope this will, what this will do is, because I think we can all agree that we're probably gonna live with Rona for a while. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah, so I think what this needs to spur on is, one, we need more scientific reports saying that reusables are safe and and, and fine, and then we need more uh, initiatives like Bear Pack and Food Panda um, in Singapore where you're, you're going towards a reusable situation. Or we need the third option would be um, packaging that truly is sustainable. Like so biodegradable, yeah. Well, biodegradable is complicated, Karen, mm-hmm. you know, because unless that packaging is then going to an industrial composter, a lot of times it's ending up in landfill and, and really not breaking down. So it's not that much better. I mean, obviously, it's better than plastic in the sense that it is um, it is uh, not made from, uh, you know, uh, fossil fuels, but it, it's not the, the band-aid that everyone might think it is. So we also need to think those things through. But at the end of the day, um, it's time to really uh, face up to the packaging issue because I actually, as much as delivery sometimes depresses me, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going anywhere. And I think um, we're going to have probably more pandemics because of what we've done to the planet. And 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 we're probably going to live through this pandemic for a good one more year, if not if not more. And so we need we need solutions now. Exactly. And you know, when you look at the numbers, I saw an article the other day. Um, the Green has actually put um, did a count and an estimate that this year they estimate 131 million pieces of single use takeaway containers and cutlery a week. Um, and that is up from 
101 million, which you know was was the count um, up until up until now, and we know that our Hong Kong landfills are almost full. So is is there any move by the government to think about this and and actually you know put in some policies or, or do something about it? There, there. I think there are discussions happening, but nothing that is official to my knowledge. And as you know, the 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 waste um, the waste scheme that would the, the pay for waste scheme was recently shelved. Um, and unfortunately, I think we're not seeing enough regulatory push to really reduce um, the the packaging issue. And I think uh, I what I think that has changed is that companies, restaurants, restaurateurs, chefs. They actually do want to solve for this. And I have spoken to people at both Deliver and Food Panda who also want to solve for this. So I think that right now the solving for this is going to come via industry and via consumer demand rather than uh, from a regulatory framework or push. Um, I think that's a shame, but that's where we are. Um, I also think that, uh, you know, we need uh, sustainable solutions to kind of benefit from maybe subsidies. Mm-hmm. Um, because we need these things to be cheaper. I also think that we need, we, you know, businesses may want to consider, you know, packaging tax, and some businesses do have that. Um, I, I, I believe Mana puts that on the bill, you know, the, the, the vegetarian chain, or if they don't, they used to. And I thought that was a really clever way to kind of bring attention to it. Um, I, I think the, the will is there, but uh, one of the main problems we face in Hong Kong is that we still have uh, styrofoam packaging. Yes. And I would say that's probably the worst thing we have because it is often used by establishments that offer budget-friendly yeah. uh, takeaway and delivery. And so they're going to be used and, and frequented by the most number of people, which means styrofoam waste is really increasing right now. And I don't, I don't necessarily blame anyone who's doing that because obviously we're all trying to survive and costs are the bottom line. But, but we really need to figure out a way to incentivize these um, merchants to have a different solution because mm. styrofoam truly is the worst. Yeah, exactly. And Sonali, the other thing, of course, apart from people having food, uh, cooked meals delivered, is people are just having everything delivered in general. And I actually recently bought some books on Amazon and they came in a box, but inside the box was these um, air-filled plastic bags, which really weren't necessary because books are really not going to get damaged. So what about that? I mean, Who's who's controlling the type of packaging that that goes into all these deliveries? Those are controlled at a company level, and I think they're dictated by consumer demand. I think we did a post a few months ago on how to order from Amazon the plastic-free way. There are these little tricks that you can implement to try and convince them, but it's not just that. Um, I hadn't ordered books in a really long time. I'm talking about maybe four years. I hadn't actually ordered a book from mm-hmm. a company, but... I needed to get, um, or I wanted to get a cookbook and a few books for my son, and I, I couldn't find them here in all the bookstores. So I ordered from this book depository, which is owned by Amazon, by the way, mm-hmm. and I was so shocked. Every single book, so there were five in total, came in a separate package. Oh, no. <laughs> totally unnecessary, different- right? And and that just disgusted me. I mean, I'm already disgusted by e-com shopping and I try never to do it except for things like absolute must-have groceries that I cannot find um, in person. But 
that really disgusted me. And I just thought, okay, n- never ordering books again. I mean, that's what we have to get away from. But I do think that's where the consumer is also driving it because the consumer wants it now, today, immediately. And so you've got these delivery systems that are trying to get as efficient as possible. So if you order 10 things and there's one thing they can deliver to you just today, they're going to make that happen rather than saying to you, hey, why don't you take this option, get everything delivered together? Right. The other thing is all your stuff is coming from, you know, 10 different warehouses. Yeah. So in, in some places do offer you a choice of, you know, do you, would you wait another four or five days so that everything can be consolidated into one package? So that would be a good thing for consumers to do, obviously. Um, well, I think we, we do need to ask for these things. But, you know, and, and I think that's why a lot of uh, activists, what they do is they create these campaigns where it makes it easy for people to, you know, send emails to the people at Amazon or other e-com sites. But, you know, you, you, you'd be surprised, Karen. I mean, some people also find that packaging is also part of the experience. Mm. I mean, I remember uh, many, many years ago when Net-A-Porter kind of revolutionized luxury fashion shopping. Um, and they basically said... Um, they, they, they basically made an impact with their packaging. Right, with the box it was and so the ribbon. Beautiful, and the ribbon, and yeah. exactly. And people liked it. I, I remember people saying to me, oh, and did you see how it comes? It's just it's just like you're at the store. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, part of kind of unwrapping it. And and so this is the thing is, is we, we sort of have to realign our priorities as businesses, but also as consumers. Yeah, a great point indeed. And Sonali, one other thing, since we're talking about pandemic-related waste, what about masks? I mean, we're seeing huge numbers. People are going through huge, huge numbers of disposable masks, which I, I don't even know. Are they are they sustainable at all? No, no. Most um, single-use disposable masks are absolutely not. We, we did a whole piece with Gary Stokes of Oceans Asia. He had some really great points. I think the important thing to remember, and I, and I do want to be very clear here because Mask wearing, for example, if you're a hospital worker, you need to be wearing disposable masks for various reasons. So, uh, you know, I don't want to start saying that uh, we had this whole discussion when this whole started um, in, in, in the Green Queen newsroom. And we thought, how are we going to cover masks? And what about reusable masks? And actually, one of our most uh, popular and visited articles has been, you know, what about reusable masks during COVID? And I, I don't want to say to people, don't wear a single use mask because it, it can't be avoided for people. But what Gary explained is it's not the medical waste issue that's turning up on the beaches. It's people not disposing properly of their masks, you know, laymen, laywomen. So I think if you're seeing stuff on beaches and in the sea and on hiking trails, then you know that that's that's consumer behavior. And so we maybe we need more campaigns, you know, responsible disposal of masks, you know, yeah, exactly. I think it- like remember, remember, fifteen, twenty, or thirty years ago in Hong Kong, we had those "Don't Litter" campaigns. Right. I think we need a new campaign, and maybe that's where the government can help step in or provide funding to NGOs to to produce these campaigns. I think people are confused. A lot has happened to the world in the last six months. Our lives are completely disrupted on every aspect on on a daily basis, and I think we all need more help 
to understand, you know, what to do that's good for our health, that respects different choices based on different requirements, and that respects the planet. Yeah, I think great point that this continuing education is really important because it is a confusing time and often people are just doing trying to do research on their own and not really knowing what the right thing is to do. Well, Sonali, if people want to read some of the articles that you have, where can they go? What's what's your website? It's www.greenqueen.com.hk and uh, we've got different categories you can look at. So we've got a whole COVID-19 cl- uh, uh, category where all our our corona stuff is there. Fantastic. So Sonali, thanks again uh, for joining us today. It was great to to get your views on, on our pandemic waste. Thank you so much for having me and uh, look forward to next time and take care. Stay safe. Yes, you too. Stay safe. And we've been speaking with Sonali Figueres, who is the founder of uh, health and sustainability platform Green Queen, all about delivery, waste and other pandemic